Hello and welcome to the Non-Perfect Parents Club podcast. I'm Emma, a mama of two girls, an ex-nursery practitioner and the creator of the Non-Perfect Parents Club. The Non-Perfect Parents Club is all about support, honesty, truths, acknowledging that none of us can be perfect parents because it's impossible and basically just speaking the unspoken. The only rule here is no judgment allowed. I love hearing people's stories, I love finding out about other parents, their family dynamics, their values and how they tick. So that is what this podcast is going to be. Some great honest conversations about parenting, hopefully delving into some nitty gritty thoughts and feelings that will make us all laugh, cry and sigh a big sigh of relief. Hello and welcome back to the Non-Perfect Parents Club podcast. Today I'm joined by Emily. Hi Emily and welcome to the podcast. Thank you for joining me. So if you want to introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about your family dynamic and any heritage. Hello, so I am Emily and I am married with three kids. Um, Just three kids. (laughs) Just had the last one. Um, So, and I am from um, a family with mum and dad and an older brother as well, mm-hmm. but I am adopted at birth, okay. so I have other family, but mm-hmm. I don't really know them. Right, um, okay. Yeah, so that's me. So we've just completed our family with three children. Okay. It's more than enough <laughs> <laughs> for, for us. Um, yeah. How, how did you find it going from two? Is, is the one that you found like one to two, two to three, was there a harder... Definitely two to three. Two to three. Yeah, definitely in the thick of it. Um, I think going from one is not to one, you kind of winging it. Yeah. I mean, you wing it the whole way through, but you sort of, there's nothing else to worry about in the Mm -hmm. day. You just have that one. Yeah. One to two, my second was born during lockdown. So for the first nine weeks, we didn't see anybody apart from my parents because we were in the little bubble. Yeah. Which is actually bliss. It was actually really (laughs) lovely. Um, so you could we could get used to having yeah a second and get used to feeding and everything like that without prying eyes and yeah. and people giving their two cents and things yeah, so yeah. it was lovely and then but then yeah two to three yeah when you want just that one to just, so you can rest when they're resting you've got <laughs> yeah. to keep up the energy levels yeah. for the other two who are quite needy so what's yeah. the age gaps between them then um, so that... I've got. Well, so nearly six and nearly three. Okay. Um, and then four months next week. Oh, yes. oh so nice. Very yes. Like... So sort of three years between the first two and yeah. then two and a half years between yeah. the middle of the youngest. Yeah. Yeah. Which is lovely. Yeah. And I think, I always say the magic moments are even more magical. Yeah. But the chaotic moments <laughs> yeah, are off the scale chaotic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When everyone's crying at the same time, that's oh, really yeah. fun. But... <laughs> Yeah, we, we, we laugh and get through it. It's yeah. all right. You have to, don't you? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> don't yeah. Otherwise, I'd be crying <laughs> The main rule of the Non-Perfect Parents Club is no judgment allowed. Have you ever felt judged in your parenting and can you tell us about it? Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I hate judgment. I really... Mm-hmm. There's... Nobody knows what is going on behind closed doors or why somebody does something for whatever reason. Um, I've been judged quite I mean very sort of loosely on the street like we lived when I had my first we lived in London right um and I was quite young mm-hmm. um having well, not really young but quite young having yeah. my first I was 26 um and often in London people sort of 
on the career ladder. Yeah. And then, this is very stereotypical, but career ladder and then may, maybe have children later on. Um, so I would have looks and... Right. And my first was quite, he, he was quite a cryy baby. Right. And so, was he cold? Is he hungry? Yeah. Are, you, are you doing this? Are you doing that? So that was always fun. But I suppose the main, I won't call it judgment, Mm-hmm. But the hardest thing I find is the difference in how our parents have parented to how our generation, I suppose, parents. Yeah. So I will often give two choices for my child to pick from, which my parents are like, I would never give a choice, <laughs> which is absolutely fine. That's yeah. how you did it, but I have chosen to do it this way. And I think it might, I feel like we have the conversation a lot that, we we go we're, we're taking the long route of parenting yes. to yeah. then have create a mm-hmm. I don't know a more well rounded being yes. I suppose. No, I completely agree. <laughs> yeah, with that. I'm the same. Yeah, yeah, which is hard, isn't it? Because it I think is so hard. that again, that's no. I'm not judging my parents' generation of yeah. parenting. It times have just changed, mm-hmm. and there's a lot more knowledge out there yeah. now, and and I think that we have chosen to do it like this and sort of to have conversations with cho- with the children about decisions and behaviour mm-hmm. rather than just putting in an action and saying, this is what you're doing. Yeah. So, yeah, so I won't, it's not especially judgment. Well, it might be on their part, but <laughs> I'm taking it not as judgment. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so no, not necessarily judgment, but just a different way of yeah. doing it, I suppose. And that's choices. Yeah. I think if my mum was listening, she would agree. Yeah. It's funny, you know, because I I do the same thing. I always offer the girls choices. I've always done that. Um, And my husband is very much, I think he, he, whereas I'm, obviously my background is childcare and education. Mm -hmm. So I've done all like the developments, blah, blah, blah. blah. But my husband's very much, I think, just parent how he was parented, which is fine. But I'm just very different to that. So he always says to me, you give them too many choices. (laughs) And I'm like, I don't. I'm just giving them. (laughs) Like, they're too short. And then they can pick. And it's also like encouraging them, isn't it, to, to be able to make choices yeah. and decisions because I'm awful at making decisions <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm, I'm trying to like you know sort out my inner child there, like... <laughs> and is, I can't make the decision I don't know what to do so here's two yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think's best yeah yeah it's interesting isn't it and I think like like you I've got um um a background in understanding development mm-hmm. and brain yeah. development and everything and I think the more you know about that sort of stuff yeah. means that you can put it into practice and if it doesn't work it doesn't work yeah. you can try something else but and for some children, maybe choices wouldn't work and that would be yeah. a bit overwhelming. And, I, and like, there are certain situations where I've given a choice, especially to my eldest, and that is just thrown him yeah. over the top. And then you're like, okay, let's reassess. Yeah. Like, I'm just going to tell you what we're yeah. doing. But I think it's that middle ground, yeah, isn't definitely. it? It's like, I'm not just going to go, I'm not only ever going to give you choices, mm-hmm. which will either help or not help a situation, yeah. or I'm going to just tell you exactly what you're doing. And it's that sort of... Or, like the authority yeah I'm not very much a well I'm your parent so you have to do what I'm told um again there's some cases where that you're like you need to hold my hand across the road Mm -hmm. because that's a safety thing but yeah I think there's there's times when it can be yeah yeah you can work in the middle of that yeah rather than rigidly sticking to one yes (laughs) I agree. Now, everyone always says this is like a totally loaded question. Um, how do you feel about parenting? Good, bad? Has it changed you? And do you have any regrets? Oh, 
That is a loaded question, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> I love being a parent. Mm -hmm. I find it... If I was doing this maybe a year ago, my answer... Well, I'd still love being a parent, mm -hmm. but I find... But now I've got three, I find it the hardest job yeah. in the world. And it was hard before. Yeah. But I'm, I'm in the thick of, mm -hmm. of newborn. Yes. <laughs> so that's also like, <laughs> oh gosh. But yeah, I, I think... I've always, all I ever played with when I was little was dolls. To all I've ever, and all I've ever worked with is children. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> sorry. So I have always, I've never not seen being a parent yeah. in my life. Yeah. Um, it came a bit sooner than we anticipated, mm -hmm. but equally I would never change that yeah. because we wouldn't have the children that we've got now. Yeah. Um, yeah, I I absolutely love it. I think it's great. I think it probably has changed me. Mm -hmm. um, I I still am to a certain extent, but not as much because can't be. But I was very social, and mm -hmm. when we we lived in London and we we went out with friends a lot, they were all just couples. So it was yeah, you'd go for a Sunday roast, which would then end up in Sunday pizza, yeah. and then it was just and then you'd end up having drinks, and it would yeah. all just you'd. We were very much like we lived a nice little life yeah. of, of other couples and other friends, as you do when you're in your twenties. Yeah. Um, and then, to a certain extent, you can still do that, but not so much. We were yeah. also the first of our friendship group to have children, okay. so that changes things. Yes. Um, and only now, actually, are a lot of my friends having children. So yeah. I've now finished with three, yeah. and a lot are just having their first, yeah. which is lovely because mm -hmm. then you can sort of help. And yes. you can be on the other side of, this is a phase, honestly it really is a phase, it yeah. will end. Um, whereas when you're first, it's, yeah. those sleepless nights are never no end in sight. Yes, you can't ever imagine that you, your baby will ever sleep again. Yeah. Um, which I think is the biggest thing I've learned. Mm -hmm. I think this past week my baby has been waking up for two hours at a time in the night, wide awake, happy as anything. And you're like, why? But then last night, she slept really well. Yeah. So even then, I, but, but even a few days ago, I was like, this is never going to end. This is it now. We're in. <laughs> but last night, she slept quite well. I was like, oh, maybe it will end. And then remind yeah. myself that, yes, it all yes, does end. Yeah. Um, yeah, what have I learned? I think over time, definitely not at the beginning, but boundaries. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> didn't have them enough at the beginning in terms of what what way as in me setting them mm -hmm. for family and friends I think uh -huh. um and knowing my limitations with what I can deal with yeah. I suppose which is always an ever learning yeah. experience um and I don't think I'll ever have it together no. fully but yeah definitely boundaries I think with the first again you you just go on instinct, but then you're not sure of your instinct yeah. with your first. So you, so everyone's like, trust your gut instinct. And you're like, well, I don't know if it's right or not. So, because yeah. I've never done this before. Mm -hmm. So I think I didn't set enough boundaries, especially mm -hmm. of visitors and yeah. and things like that. And why people were coming round was not always to check that I was okay. Yeah, It was more because they wanted to sniff a newborn baby's head, yeah. which... It's fine, but it's not what I needed at <laughs> no. that time. Um, whereas now I think time's moved on. I've maybe got different friends. Mm -hmm. I've moved from London to Lancaster, so I'm not around a lot yeah. of people. And I think, yeah, just 
who who I'm willing to spend my time with, which sounds really awful, actually, doesn't it? But I think... You, no, I completely understand that. Yeah, I think I want to feel good after spending time with people. And I think yeah. that's... Just because our babies might be the same age doesn't mean that yeah. we're going to get on. But but equally, I still love that. I love going to play groups and or classes and meeting new parents, but I don't have to then be friends with them after. Yeah. And I think maybe at the beginning, I was so craving yeah. having friends with babies because none of my friends had babies. Yeah. I think I was like, oh, well, let's go for coffee. And then actually we've got nothing in common yeah. apart from talking about babies, which is fine, but there's more to yeah me and them yeah, yeah. there's more to both everybody than just having that and that's such a that's a really key point there I feel like there's always such this emphasis on having mum friends and I'm like a huge advocate of that because yeah. I think you need that support absolutely network, but not everyone has it already and then trying to find it is really really hard and like you say sometimes you can meet people at groups and stuff and you think oh our children are the same age we mm-hmm. can be friends but you just don't click. No. And that's where it's okay to say, isn't it? Like, yeah. you know, or, well, not necessarily say, but, yeah. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? It's okay to not make that connection if it, if you're not happy or comfortable yeah. with it. Absolutely. And I think only this time, with the third, have I felt that village mm-hmm. of having friends who are there for you. So many school parents made us meals without us asking. Really? And I think that was the first time. And I think, again, there's that expectation. Yeah. Oh, it takes a village to raise a baby mm-hmm. or to help the mum or whichever quote you look at is always slightly different. Mm-hmm. But when you've got your first, where how have you already got a village? You've got yeah. your family and your friends, but and everyone also got their own life. If and... you're the first one to have a, a child... That's where you haven't. You, you might think you've got a village, but you haven't. No, because exactly. no one else gets it. And as as much as other people might want to get it, mm-hmm. I don't think you can until you're a parent. No. And I think you need people with, like, like I know we might have our parents and stuff, but they've kind of done it and com- are coming out the other side. And I, f- I feel like they forget stuff. Yeah. So they're not always the village you need. Yeah. You kind of need them people around you that have got either similar age children or a bit older that but are still in the thick of it yeah exactly and I think that's just somebody to moan with yeah I think yeah, yes. <laughs> it's like I'm very much uh just say it as it is I don't yeah. really sugarcoat things because yeah. what because then there's no honest conversation mm-hmm. and I think that's what I struggle with sometimes yeah that I'm very much like, oh, God, I've had the, mo- the worst time. It's really hard work. <laughs> and then people are like, oh, she hates being a yes. mum. I'm like, I don't. I absolutely love yeah. being a mum. But I just find... And everything is great. Like, every, I'm very... Look on Instagram, it looks perfect. Yeah. But that I try not to put that out there. It looks perfect. <laughs> but I have three incredibly healthy, happy children. Yeah. I have a lovely marriage. Like, I have a lovely family and friends around me. But it's still hard. Yeah. Like, and I'm incredibly fortunate to have all those things. Mm-hmm. But I think it's still all right to say, yes, it's really hard. Yeah. <laughs> because yeah. it's never ending. Yeah. It's relentless. And there's so much that comes with being a parent, isn't there? That you don't you don't always expect, even after you've had mm-hmm. more than one child. And, yeah. and like you say, it is okay to, you can have everything in the yeah. world, but there still might be something or you know it's day to day isn't it absolutely yeah yeah exactly there's always something to be done isn't Mm -hmm. there so even if you've got a happy baby but there's still washing or there's still food that needs to be 
bought from the shop. Yeah. But oh, my baby will only sleep in the cot. My baby's never slept in the cot, so that's not my problem. But it's, <laughs> it's, it's, but that is for some people. Yeah. Like, I need to get home for my three-hour window, which yeah. amazing that your baby sleeps to that. But also, that's quite annoying for them, mm. possibly because. Yeah. They want to go and have a coffee with a friend, but they can't. Or they want to go and do the shop, but they can't. Whereas my baby won't sleep in a cot, and I would love it to sleep in a yeah. cot. And actually, I'm jealous that you get that yeah. three-hour window. <laughs> so it's like, it's every everything is different, and everything is... Yeah. But, and sorry, I think, I've, got, I've gone off your question, right, I think. Right. But. I think we get so <clears throat> caught up in that daily monotonous routine as mm-hmm. well, don't we? And, we have such focus, and I know some things like they have to be done, and it's fitting them in around everything else. But I think we get so caught up in that that sometimes we don't just take a step back and kind of go, right, what actually needs doing? Like, does my baby need to sleep in yeah. the car? Yes, they should have a routine. Blah blah blah. We're told all these things, yeah. but do what's best for you for and you. your baby. Yeah, like you matter just as much. As they do. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's what gets lost. Mm-hmm. And I think it, bringing it back to like the visitors and things. Yeah. Obviously, a newborn baby is the most delicious thing in the world. Yeah. And of course, you want to sniff her head and give them <laughs> all the cuddles in the world. Yeah. But mum also needs food. Yes. Mum also yeah. needs sleep or a shower or all of those things. And I think, again, with my middle, we didn't really have many visitors because yeah. we weren't allowed them. Um, or we were allowed outside, so it wasn't yeah. sort of the same. <clears throat> but with this, with my youngest, everyone who's come has brought food. <laughs> and a lot of the time I've not washed my face or brushed my teeth by mm-hmm. the time they've arrived, yeah. so they've had the baby while I've gone. Yeah. <laughs> like everyone else has gone out to pre- school or childcare, but I've not quite sorted myself yeah, out. Yeah. But I've also let go of that sort of, of them potentially judging me. I'm like, well, you won't be coming to visit me with a yeah, newborn baby it. if you can't cope with me in my pyjamas yeah, with yeah. an unwashed face and unbrushed yeah. teeth. So not yeah. very nice to die at the door, but, no. <laughs> can, uh, but I'll be ready in five minutes. Mm-hmm. But I think it's that just sort of, I suppose, lowering your own expectations. Yes. And that's something I very much had to work on <laughs> um, throughout my whole life. Um, but I think, yeah, we don't have to have it all together and if we show that sort of vulnerable self to other people yeah. then actually they then might feel yes that yeah. it's okay when they have a child that yeah. they can do that with you and that's how what I want yeah. I would love to go to my friend's house and say give me the baby go and have a bath yeah. go and have an hour's sleep yeah, yeah. like please and I think so many new mums are scared to ask that aren't yeah. they because we're we're like conditioned this thing of you should be we're meant to have it all together of, yeah yeah. And, and you don't have to at all. No. I remember when um, my eldest was a newborn um, and she must have been really young because my mum was, in the first couple of weeks, my mum came round. It was, So I think my husband had had to have take a split paternity. So he was off the first week and then he had to go back in week two. Oh, so I was fairly young, brand new mum, yeah. and I was just like, oh, my God. So my mum was coming round and I had a visitor who brought a friend, which was absolutely fine, but then the friend brought, it was around dinner time, and the friend brought, brought dinner with them for them, and it was a tin of soup, um, and then they wanted me to make that, it was like, oh, we'll hold the baby, yeah. you go and do that, and I'd also got a health visitor coming like an hour later, oh, I wasn't gosh. dressed, 
um, the house was like chaos, which was fine, but you know when you just want to sort out. Yeah. And at the time, I didn't even think of saying anything, but now looking back, and as a mom, I just think, oh my goodness, like, why did they do that yeah. to me? Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, fine, bring your suit, but go and make it yourself. Absolutely. Like, I have no issues with that, yeah. and it's it's just flipping that narrative that we're kind of sold, isn't it? That yeah. Oh, we'll come round and snuggle the baby. You make us a brew. And yeah. Blah, we'll blah, help blah. by holding the baby. Yeah. Whereas actually in those first few weeks, all you want to do and all you need to do to form that attachment is yeah. hold your baby. Yeah. I had exactly the same experience. Friends came around and they brought a pizza and like, go, go put it in. And I'd had an emergency C-section and oh, wow. everything that could yeah. be a bit dodgy was a bit dodgy. Yeah. And yeah, two weeks and my husband was out. He he was... Oh. um he's a drummer and he was gigging mm-hmm. and he was only out he was out locally but yeah. um and he was fuming yeah. <laughs> when he got home he was like i can't believe that they've made you and sort of our oven was one of the ones near near the floor so like sort of bending down yeah. which oh. I, I was less than two weeks and i was like oh gosh but you do it because in those early days you are vulnerable and, mm-hmm. and especially especially well speaking for myself i, I didn't know any different yeah that's it, isn't and it? Just, you just do it, yeah. because that's what you think is what you're meant to do. Whereas now, if somebody brought a pizza around, I'd be like, go on then, go pop it yeah, in the oven. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you which ones to yeah. put on. <laughs> like, it would be a completely different situation. Yeah. And if they were a bit put out by it, I'm like, well, I've got a newborn baby. Yeah. Sorry. Well, yeah. I wouldn't. None of my friends would be like that. But, like, <laughs> but yes, it would it's, It would be very different. I think mm-hmm. maybe, maybe the overall thing is confidence. Yes, definitely. And, and I think experience as you get older... Yeah. You kind of, you just learn, don't you? Yeah. And you, you change as a person. And Absolutely. Yeah. I think if you said that you didn't change becoming a mum, mm-hmm. I suppose you change without really realising it. Yes. And it's only when questions like that and you're like yeah. reflecting back on it, you're like, oh, yeah, yes. no, I have changed. I have <laughs> yeah. changed quite a lot. But I think it's growth, isn't it? And I think yes. that's fantastic. You've mm-hmm. got, it's good to yeah. change. It's good yeah, to grow. Yeah. And, and you, I think the... The the fight that we put in for our children in everyday life mm-hmm. to get them the best of whatever it is that they need or they want, if we put that into ourselves as well, I'm not saying this is what I do, but this is what I should do, what yeah. we all should do, I think it would be great. Yes. And, if, yeah, I think having a baby brings that's just, confidence. That's a winning quote right there. Uh, yeah. Everyone, please take note of that. That's going to be the podcast title. <laughs> There you go, that little nugget. I mean, I, one day I'll listen to it myself. <laughs> yeah, no. Sorry, I answered, that was a very long-winded no, answer fine. to that question. I just want to ask as well, so how did you find, obviously you said when you had your eldest you were in London. Yeah. So I imagine that's quite a bit different to being here in Lancaster. Very different. So tell us about that. Yeah, it was, yeah, my personal experience mm-hmm. was awful. Okay. Um, not everybody's is obviously, but mm-hmm. oh, it's just so busy. Yeah, it's so busy, and the hospitals just can't. You feel very much like you're the next on a conveyor belt. Okay, that you've just they've just got to get you in and out as quick right. as they can. And so, um, in the run up to it, we joined an NCT group, and everybody was lovely. Um, again, all a bit older mm-hmm. than we were. All very nice, but I think that's that was that sort of craving friendships yeah. of people with the same babies we were in completely different stages yeah. of our life apart from the fact that we were having a baby mm-hmm. 
there was nothing else in common. And it was like, it was nice. We went to classes, we did coffee and we all got on. It was lovely. Um, but that was, that's a classic example of sort of being chucked together, which some yeah. NCT groups works perfectly yeah, yeah. and you get friends for life. Yeah. Unfortunately in mine, they were lovely for that, that first. Connection. Yeah. But that's, that's the way it is. Yeah. Hospital wise. Yeah. Not great. Not yeah. great. But just because it was, I think they very much felt like a lack of care okay. because you felt like just another person yeah. in the way taking up a bed. Yeah. So I was in very early stages of labour and they wanted to speed it up. Mm-hmm. Um, and in doing that, they then gave me an infection, which then everything then sort of spiralled, mm-hmm. which then led to me having um, an emergency C-section. But just the... the the experience was was horrific, really. Yeah. Um, my I had an epidural. The first one went wrong, um, so I had to have a second one, and then which then led to I can't actually remember the name of it. But five days later, I had an awful headache and I couldn't sit up, and it's because they'd sort of punctured something, oh, um, a nerve sac oh. or something, I think. So I had to go back in after. Yeah. Then the care was good because they knew that they'd done <laughs> yeah, something yeah. wrong. That's <laughs> But, yeah, just the way people spoke to you, I think, is yeah. the real thing that that really stayed with me. So I went on to the... I've been rushed into the to the surgery, and then I said... It was actually me that was in danger, not my baby, but I didn't know that at the time. Yeah. Um, and they, I said, is he going to be okay? And they said, well, we hope so. I'm like, can you oh imagine being told that? I was like, all the buds had gone off. Millions of people had run into the room as that happens. And then they said, oh, well, we hope so. And you're like, oh, my God. Wow. Yeah. He was fine. Mm. He was never in any danger. Yeah. It was me that was in danger. I also had got sepsis, but no one had told me. Oh. Um, no one had told my husband. So, and that was all because, well, in our eyes, because they tried to induce things when mm. in... Right random ways that no one's ever heard of um just to what feels like get me out of bed and get the next person in so not every experience was like that (laughs) but my experience unfortunately was like that whereas when we came to Lancaster Mm -hmm. oh my goodness I could not praise the hospital more Mm -hmm. I because of my first experience I was um referred to a lady called Jane Tomlinson, right. who's sort of an active birth specialist okay. at the hospital, who's an absolute angel. Basically, she just does reflexology mm-hmm. but and gives you meditation things to do. Okay. But if you're under her care, it's on your notes, yeah. and then everyone... I'm sure everyone's nice anyway, yeah. but it felt like everyone... Oh, yeah. we've read your notes, we know you're with Jane. I was like, yeah. yes, I have, thank <laughs> you very much. Um, I can't... So then I had two planned C-sections mm-hmm. for my other two. And the experience was completely different. Yeah. Second still went a bit awry, but that was nobody's fault. That just yeah. what happened. But my third was amazing, which I never thought I'd say those words. Aww. But yeah, the care up here, it's smaller. Yeah. It's, I think I had a very bad yeah. experience. Not everyone has that experience in London. Yeah. But yeah, up here it was just much nicer yeah even during the pandemic <laughs> oh yeah of course and I think there's this thing isn't there that we all just think oh I'm just having a baby mm. and you, nobody actually thinks of what your body is actually doing yeah. and what like it's a huge thing it's not yeah. 
just having a baby, is it? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I know. I was talking to this time actually. I was talking to my midwife on the phone, and sort of like the birth prep bit. Yes. And she was like, "Oh, so you know what happens? You've you've had a C-section before, and blah blah blah." Um. So you go, you go in, and I was like, "Hold on." I was like, mm-hmm. "It's actually the going in part that yeah. absolutely terrifies me." I was like, "Because that's where, in my eye, in my head, I'd 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 sort of." pictured that's where it all started going wrong yeah. and she was like oh god sorry she's like, I forget she's like for us it's just everyday routine mm. these conversations and saying it she's like but we do forget that everyone's experiences are different yeah. and and actually you're having a major operation you're having a baby it's life-changing it, yeah. and so she really caught herself and I was like yeah I was yeah. like it's really hard like and it was lovely that she was able to sort of step out of the ticking the boxes role yeah, yeah. and actually remember that she's mm-hmm. a human she's been yeah. through it as well and she was like she apologized actually she was like i've been through it and i'm really sorry that mm-hmm. that's how i was ruling it yeah. off when actually it might be a bit harder than that yeah which i think for most people is a bit harder than yes. just really yeah. <laughs> but yeah but no up here it was mm-hmm. it was great yeah <clears throat> is there anything in your life that has shaped how you parent that you're happy to talk about any situations or circumstances that have affected this? Oh, um, I mean, adoption probably yeah has will have a, have an impact. Yeah. Um, I suppose probably without even really realizing it, um, mm-hmm. because I I was adopted at birth, um, to my family, and mm-hmm. I couldn't ask for a better family that I've got yeah. now, um. But I suppose I'm quite obsessed with attachment (laughs) in my work and in Mm -hmm. family. And so, and I think probably that is because of that. Um, I think also my first birth experience with my son has shaped a lot of the the first few weeks of life of my other two Mm -hmm. Um, with visitors and me holding the baby and making sure that I'm okay mm-hmm. um but yeah yeah but yeah <laughs> it's a trick so it's a hard one you always, did you always know that you were adopted yes so I all I remember is mm-hmm. whether this is true or not or I've just made this up in my mind I'm not sure <laughs> um but I all but I remember being in bed with my mum next to me and mm-hmm. she just saying that I was special mm-hmm. that's all I really remember I was about yeah. five when that happened yeah and so from that point on I've just always known yeah what else was happening whether she said that whether we were in bed I, I don't know but in my head <laughs> yeah. but that but I suppose that's quite nice it's a yeah, nice little yeah. safe space and mummy putting you to bed and yeah. telling you this um yeah my birth parents were Irish and so oh, really? and she was only 16 I think right. so and obviously there's very strict rules yes. over there. Um, so, and she'd already had, and they were Catholic as well, mm-hmm. so just to add to it. Yeah. Um, and she was, <laughs> and she'd already had another, so there's only 10 months between me and my biological right. sister, um, which is crazy. Mm. Um, and they kept they kept her, but they put me up for adoption, so I was kept a secret. Um, okay. There has been... I've never had personal contact with them, but it was through a, a charity. Right. So there's been... They've reached out and then pulled back. Okay. And so when we've, when they've reached out, we've given them information. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and then I've reached out but they never had anything back and I think at some point it would be lovely to yeah. to meet them um just to say hi yeah <laughs> so was your is your sister younger or older older okay yeah so she was um yeah, she was born, I think, in the December, and then I was the okay. next October. Gosh. Yeah, <laughs> they do I say it's Irish twins, oh, well, I know. don't they? <laughs> you think of anything worse? <laughs> God, yeah. Um, so, I think in terms of keeping it a secret, she only just had a baby, so yeah. it's probably quite not well, not easy, but ish easy. Yeah. Um, and then I lived with a foster um, lady for three months, and mm. then came to live with my mum and dad and my mm. brother. Um, yeah, which is the best. It's always it's the best thing that ever happened to me. Yeah, because I wouldn't have any. I wouldn't have had any of the opportunity that I've had in life, and I've had an incredibly privileged upbringing. Um, because of because of that happening. Yeah. Um, I play um the violin and I play a lot of Irish music, so okay. it's quite nice that I kind of sort of and that came quite naturally to me. Yeah. So whether that was something that's been mm. sort of. Is in the genes, I don't yeah, know. Yeah. But I think if I was, if I hadn't been adopted, they wouldn't have been able to afford yeah. instruments. So I might never have realised that. Yeah. So, and I think if, when I think about it like that, there's lots of lovely mm-hmm. ways I've sort of honoured the fact, like sort of the Irish heritage and the, that part of me, mm-hmm. I've been able to do in different, yeah. different ways, which I think is, quite nice and my parents have always been incredibly open yeah. they, t- they told me at age appropriate times things that needed to be, tell- be told mm-hmm. I mean it's not that complicated a story really there's no real sadness or anything yeah. like that it's just it wasn't it wasn't right yeah um so yeah I'm quite lucky in that sense mm-hmm. and I don't feel like I have suffered a lot of people I work with a lot of children who are adopted who then yeah. struggle for a lot yeah, of yeah. their years of understanding or their trauma that may have happened mm-hmm. whilst um, before they were born or after yeah. they were born, depending on when they were adopted. I've not had any of that. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I've had a very a sort of a smooth sailing mm-hmm. life, <laughs> considering. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's, yeah, it's. But I suppose yeah, that probably is something yeah. that I'd be. I think I'd be ignorant to ignore it, yeah. to say it's not impacted, because I think it has. And I think, actually, when I had my children and when I was pregnant with all three of them, I thought how hard it must be mm. to adopt a child. Yeah. Because how you don't... Those little kicks that no, when nobody else is around, mm. that sort of, like, oh, it's just me and you. Like, yeah. how you go through that and then not feel anything. Yeah. I just, that kind of made me just feel a bit sad that whatever state anybody is, any birth mm-hmm. parent is in at that stage, it must be really hard. Yeah. Yeah. Really hard. And then, if I'm completely honest, a little bit of anger as well. Yeah. Because, you know, like, well, how could you do that? Mm-hmm. For me, it was the right decision. And I think, for a lot of children, it's probably the right decision. Yeah. But, yeah. But mainly sadness to be like, oh, gosh. that yeah. To make that decision in life <clears throat> is... is must be the hardest thing to ever go through but then I am eternally grateful that that's what they Mm -hmm. that's what she chose to do because I have lived and I'm living a lovely life yeah Yeah. what is your biggest value when it comes to parenting this is one I thought about and I found it really hard to sort of pinpoint things I'm interested to hear your answer yeah (laughs) I 
think, I don't know if it's actually probably classed as a value, but as safety and secure mm-hmm. attachment. <laughs> Again, <laughs> yeah, of course, <laughs> what else would it be? As lo- I think as long as my children and my family feel safe, mm-hmm. and that's physically safe, but mm-hmm. also safe to talk. Yeah, I so, was going to say, define what that means. Yes. Because some people will hear that and think, the literal sense, yes. whereas I'm guessing there's a bit more to yes. it than that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm all about communication. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if they're safe to talk about things, mm-hmm. I think then generally you're safe. Obviously, yeah. there's outside factors yeah. that you can't, there's no point in thinking about because it's too scary. Yeah. But if if I can bring up a family that is confident in talking about anything, mm-hmm. I'm happy. Yeah. And... Because most problems you can not necessarily solve, but we can reduce. Because I think, and you can't if if you're doing it on your own, Mm -hmm. especially a little five-year-old, you can't. It grows bigger and bigger and bigger, and then it's massive. And then then two years later, you realise, actually, it was about this tiny little problem, and we could have solved it two years ago. So... um, Every meal time, I don't, I don't know what people <laughs> will think of this. But every meal time, we um, sit down and we do a few little games to help. Uh-huh. And my two-year-old joins in with this. Mm-hmm. She has no idea what we're doing, but she joins in, and every couple of weeks, her answers get better um, as she is learning. Um, we do what was your favourite part of the day, mm-hmm. and what is your traffic light for the day? Okay. So, favourite part of the day is yeah. quite normal. Um, what did you enjoy most about the day? Yeah. Um, and it could be anything. Like, sometimes if they don't know, they're like, everything. Yeah. And obviously <laughs> it's not things. <laughs> yeah. But then it's... But then sometimes it was, oh, playing rough and tumble with daddy. Yeah. And, it's, and then it's something nice or... Or like my middle one is obsessed with her older brother. And she's like, playing with, with you. Mm-hmm. And I think Aww. that's like... And, but that is her favourite part of the day. And I think for yeah. a two-year-old to be able to sort of... Often, obviously, we have to go back on what we've done on the day. Yeah. But I think that's nice that she's able to reflect and, yeah. and vocalise what she's enjoyed. Um, and then the traffic lights is sort of where the safety part comes in. Because that's sort of... If you've had a good day, it's green. If you've had yeah. orange, a bit good or a bit bad. And a bad day, red. Mm-hmm. Um I think, and I suppose there probably will be differing views on this, but I think if it's okay to let your child know if you've had a good or uh, if you've had a bad day, and it's okay to let them to it's okay for them to see you be frustrated or a bit sad or I wish I could have done this a little bit better. Like I think that's healthy. Um, That's a difference in parenting. I think from. Mm our yeah. parents' generation <laughs> yeah. to now. Um, but I think... And sometimes, if I'm honest, I will choose uh, an orange day mm-hmm. just to let them know yes. that... Even if I've not really had an orange day, mm-hmm. just to let them know that, oh, this didn't quite go right and it, yeah. it annoyed me. And But what did I do in, to make it... So also it's teaching them that... You can have a bad start to a day, but it doesn't mean your whole day has to revolve around mm. that. And I think that is also quite a nice teaching thing. But it just opens up conversations. Yeah. So my son in reception would often come home 
and had complete meltdowns and was I think just com- through exhaustion yeah. and he's such a good boy at school like he is that sort of stereotypical yeah. probably goes under the radar a little yeah, bit because yeah. he just gets on with it but then comes home and yeah. it all comes spills out um, and sometimes it all spilled out and there was no reason it was just because he was tired yeah. but sometimes it spilled out and he couldn't talk about it there's no point asking when they're in that state there's no point asking what's wrong because they can't talk their brain has switched off Mm -hmm. um but at dinner time when you've opened those conversations i'm not saying why did you have a meltdown what happened at school today but he can say oh it was an orange day and then would you like to tell us why it was an Mm -hmm. orange day and then it might come out yeah and it might come out a little tiny bit and then the rest of it at bedtime but at least some of it is He's opened yeah, yeah. the the it's doors, the door. yeah. yeah, and I think that yeah, I suppose yeah, safety and being able to communicate, and mm-hmm. and hopefully, I've got two daughters, and mm-hmm. so have you, yeah. and that terrifies me for as they grow yeah. up and enter teenage years and all of that sort of stuff. So if we can, and obviously having a son as well, that I think I feel like it's a different. It's a sli- I, I can't obviously speak because I don't have. But sons it's a slightly and, different. Yeah. Worry. I don't want him to get in with the wrong crowd. Yeah. But I think he's too sensitive to get in with the wrong crowd. Yeah. I have different worries about him. Yeah. Whereas the girls, I think, social media mm. and just girls can be really catty and horrible. Yeah. And I think that's... And I feel like, I don't know, I just feel like there's there's lots of things that I've like had conversations with my husband about and I've had to kind of say, no, look from a, a woman's perspective yeah as a girl I had this and I thought this and I had to do this because of this Mm -hmm. and you know for example like um I don't like my eldest walking about in the dark we live in a fairly safe area it's you know but I just don't like her walking about in the dark yet I still feel like she's too young and there's been times where I've said oh we just go pick her up or we just go meet her and oh she'll be all right and I'm like listen blah 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 Mm. it's like oh right okay and he just doesn't get that because he's never had it yeah yeah and and there's quite a few things i've had to really kind of break down and pinpoint and say no look this this and this yeah um but that's scary it is very scary and as you say like where we live it's Mm. it's quite nice yeah (laughs) Yeah. it's quite it's quite a lovely area like it's not it's not rough it's not anything like that but i think yeah there's definitely more worried as the girls grow up mm-hmm. with everything that goes along with that yeah. so if I can teach them that we are just a family that talk openly mm-hmm. now then hopefully fingers crossed who knows it might yeah. not work but I'm hoping that that will then filter into yeah. the rest of their lives like and I think the foundations have been set there, yeah haven't they and you can only I guess build on them exactly exactly whereas if I was trying to build them when they're 15 yeah. and they've never told me anything yeah, yeah. then I think I'd struggle a little bit yeah. more but this you can still do it mm-hmm. you can definitely still try and do it but I think if I can teach them that this is what we do the long game ah, there you go the long game <laughs> we are still playing it yeah. yeah yeah and with all of that there's I think in terms as long as we're happy we can all laugh yeah I think we laugh a lot in our family. Mm-hmm. We don't take things too seriously because you can't. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm trying to teach the kids it's okay to laugh at yourselves yeah, as well. Yeah. That's obviously not in appropriate situations. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, but I think my value is probably 
safety. Mm-hmm. Yeah, safe, secure. And in all of that, that builds relationship yeah. as well. Not just me and the kids or my husband and the kids, but the kids together. And we bring grandparents into it and other yeah. families when they're with us. And um, some of them get it, but some yes. of them don't. Like, yeah. Some of them don't. Yeah. But that's okay. We can, like... we can world on. We can work on that. Yeah. <laughs> it's really when you said um, there's something that I say to my girls and that's things that we've talked about like in the news and mm-hmm. that have been local situations that have happened locally and stuff and I'll always say to them, um, you, no problem will ever be so bad yeah you know we can always i will always help you you can always tell me we will always find a solution yeah um and that's something that i'm trying to kind of instill in them because of just stuff that's happens now and with social media and stuff yeah i just i feel like that's just going to get worse if we're not kind of preparing our children's mindsets i guess Mm -hmm. i don't see how we're ever going to overcome not us personally but like yeah. the bigger picture absolutely I think there's is your daughter on social media she, I don't let her on you don't let her on it media. no she's not allowed I think it's it's a whole new world it is yeah like when I was I was in secondary school when Facebook started mm-hmm. or when we went when I, my age group went on Facebook yeah. and MSN and things yeah, like yeah. that <laughs> and I think like um, I'm not old but that makes me feel really <laughs> But I think it's it now feels like you sort of there's no getting away from it for kids no. because they're in school all day. Yeah. Then they come home on they're on their phones as they come yeah. home, and then they're on their phones or their laptop or whatever all night yeah. into the night. And who knows what is happening? Yeah. And I think for younger ones, there's a lovely book. I think it's called Ruby's Worries, and right. it's about having a little tiny worry. Mm-hmm that follows you around but shouldn't tell anybody about Aww. it and so it gradually gets bigger and yeah. bigger and bigger until the teacher starts noticing that she's changed and everyone starts noticing and she finds another little boy who's also looks like he's got a massive worry yeah and then the boy tells ruby mm-hmm. about his problem and then both their worries start to shrink Aww. and i think it's such a lovely visual yeah. way of children realizing that but it is scary it's really scary to to tell somebody your problem if you've been worrying about if something's happened at school and you've been it could have happened at half nine yeah they've got to wait till half three till they're back home yeah and then they're hungry so you've got to give them a snack and they need some time to chill out so then they're watching tv or playing Mm. or whatever and then only then yeah can they oh can i can i tell you or not i don't know i don't it happened eight hours earlier. Yeah. Like, or can I still remember it? Or am I just feeling this feel, feeling now? Mm. And I think it's, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's really hard. And we didn't have that. No. We didn't have that growing, especially I, little ones. We didn't I think have that. as a parent as well, we're busy. We're yeah. constantly on the go. I think sometimes it's really easy to be dismissive of stuff they're trying Massively, to tell us because yeah. we're not fully listening. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it you miss stuff. Yeah. So if you haven't, you need to, they need to know that they can yeah. communicate, I guess, don't they? And yeah. 
it's like you said earlier about what are the jobs that need to be done. Yeah. If we put in listening to our children when they're trying to tell us something, that mm-hmm. that's a job that needs to be done, yeah. then maybe we'd re- reframe it. Yeah, yeah. Having said that, when a mum, <laughs> when a child is constantly going, mummy, mummy, yeah. mummy, that's quite <laughs> hard to do. I mean, I think all children do it, but there's like mems and stuff, memes, whatever they're called about it now, and it's like, where, mum, watch me do this. And they yeah. like do like a kick in the eye. It's <laughs> yeah, like, like, great. Great. Yeah. <laughs> Emily Ted, that that's something that <laughs> needs to be done. <laughs> Balance, isn't yeah. it? It's really hard. Yeah. Oh my god! Oh my god! When I'm speaking to parents, I'm like, so this is how we. It would be great if you could do it, yeah. but realistically, that's not yeah. like that's fine. Like I know you're not really like shouting at a child doesn't mm-hmm. really do much, and we could do it nice and therapeutically. Mm-hmm. I haven't got the patience to do yeah. that all the time. Sometimes I'm like, oh, my, I have nailed this parenting yeah. thing. Yeah. Other times I'm like, well, yeah. I've gone against everything that I've been taught for the last however many. Really. Thing isn't it? Like there's always what how you should yeah. do it in terms of like what you know articles and professionals and yes. everything say yeah and then there's you've just kind of got to find your own way i guess yeah it's, it's a like, realistic yeah yeah that's it. it like taking that and using it how you can and yeah but then on the other hand there's also not just being completely dismissive of everything like that yeah. it's being aware of advice and stuff that can help you but then again at the same time we get overloaded with yeah, advice and exactly. then it's like oh my god <laughs> exactly and I think it's that that it's then you've got to work out what works yes because every family is different mm-hmm. I in our house personally we aren't a cry out we don't sleep train yeah. or anything however that means <laughs> that our kids still don't necessarily sleep through <laughs> and there's bed hopping throughout the night yeah but that's what works for us. Yeah. For other families, that would be their absolute worst nightmare. Yeah. So if someone's got an issue with their kid going to sleep, I am never going to be the person that says, well, don't leave them, get in the bed with them and sleep <laughs> with them. Because that... But equally, I would never be the person to say, oh, just leave them to cry constantly. Yeah. Because... But you could leave them to cry and go back in. Yeah. But it's... You have to do what's right. For me, I'm not yeah. very good at leaving a child to cry mm-hmm. maybe going back on your what maybe adoption mm-hmm. maybe yeah. uh, who knows I can't remember that time in my yeah, life but yeah. that's something that I can't do physically yeah. can't I tried it can't do it um and that's okay and that's okay yeah. and I think that's the that's the point mm-hmm. is that for some people having a child sleeping in your bed is fine mm-hmm. for some people that is the worst thing in the world yeah and so you have to find your own way yeah. of doing it and Nobody can tell you what that is. No. As you say, you can try which different makes it even things. Harder. But yeah, which makes it really annoying. <laughs> tell me what You're a professional. You told me that this would work. <laughs> Hell, I'm sorry. <laughs> but it's yeah, it's uh, it's really tricky. Which yeah. is then like I suppose drawing back on all the questions, like the judgment thing. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, you might do something one way, but that doesn't yeah. work for us. And and it's yeah, it's it's fixing yeah, it, you. You nobody knows your family like no. you do. And I think it's that, it's very hard, you can take advice from so many people, mm-hmm. and some of the advice does work, you've just yeah. got to be consistent with it, Yeah, you've got to be consistent trying the things, but yeah, it's really tricky yeah. to, it's really tricky to parent. That's the thing with <laughs> advice, isn't it, like, getting advice is great, and I think if you're going to give advice, you've got to be aware that they might not want to take it. Absolutely. And then when you're getting advice, 
it's good to get it but then you've got to be aware that you don't have to do that you've got to find what fits for you haven't you absolutely yeah when I'm meeting uh, parents uh, for children that I were doing therapy for I it doesn't work if the parents aren't ready for their child to have therapy so if school have referred to them Mm -hmm. but parents aren't aren't on board with it it doesn't work yeah and the child can work as hard as they can when they're with me and I can work as hard as I can when I'm with them but if nothing else is willing to change, mm-hmm. then nothing will really change. The advice I give parents, as you say, might work, might not. Yeah. But you've got to try it. Yeah. But then if it doesn't work, absolutely yeah, fine. Come back and say, let's try something else. That's the it's thing. It's that open say, communication. Yeah. If you try something and it doesn't work, you're not a failure. Absolutely. It's fine. Not. It just doesn't work for you. There's yeah. other things that you can do and you massively, know. yeah. And I think it's that, it's being vulnerable again though, isn't it? Yeah. Saying, oh, we did try it, but it didn't work. Or mm-hmm. actually, I as a parent found that a bit too hard. Yeah. If somebody advised me to get my kids sleep in bed all night to do try crying it out, I would probably give it a go because someone had told me to. Mm-hmm. Maybe not now, but yeah. earlier in parenting years, I would have done. Well, I did. And I couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. I physically couldn't do it. Yeah. My child probably probably would have learned to sleep but I couldn't do it and so but if I had to go back to a professional and say I'm sorry but I was too weak but and I wasn't it just didn't it yeah. just hurt my heart I couldn't yeah, do it yeah. so but I think I would have struggled to say mm-hmm. oh I, I couldn't I couldn't do it yeah and and maybe I'd have blamed the kid yeah maybe I'd yeah. Have said <laughs> it didn't work for yeah. him so, <laughs> maybe I would have even said it was my issue <laughs> He can't talk yet. So, <laughs> actually, Mum, I could have done it, but <laughs> you just didn't like me crying. <laughs> what has been your biggest challenge so far? What has been my biggest challenge so far? In all three of my pregnancies, I had hyperemesis oh, gravidum. Is that what it's called? I don't know how you say it. No, but, but yeah, where well, you're just constantly sick. Yeah. That was awful. Um... Yeah, the first two I was hospitalised right. um, for fluids because I'd got too yeah. dehydrated. The third one we managed, I was on the cusp of it, but we managed to level it out mm-hmm. before me having to go in. Um, that was hard. Yeah. That was I really imagine hard. that was, I mean, it's, I imagine that being hard enough with your eldest, mm-hmm. but then with again, because you've already got other children. Yeah. Yeah. But the second, it, we were in lockdown. <clears throat> excuse me sorry we were in lockdown mm-hmm. and I was a music teacher at the time so in, um, instrumental music teacher yeah. so I was just teaching online mm-hmm. um, and I just <laughs> I'd have 15 minutes in between each lesson and I would often just have to sorry too much information just go no, it's and fine. <laughs> be sick and then, <laughs> and then come back but then oh sometimes gosh. I just have to cancel the lesson yeah like so in to a certain but because we were at home I could rest quite a lot. Yeah. Which was good and that makes it better. Yeah. It doesn't com- doesn't cure it, you're still sick, no, but no. it does make it better. Um the first time was probably the worst actually, even though I didn't have anyone else to look after. We lived in London. Money wasn't tight, but you have to earn money yeah. in London. You can't yeah. really I'm both myself and my husband are self employed. Mm-hmm. So we couldn't not go out yeah. to work um so 
that was quite tricky because I, well, I lost a job over actually because I was, really? um, not a full job, but I was working in a school and I was, I think I'd phoned in sick mm-hmm. one day. My first day at the school, I was sick on the corridor. Oh no. Which was lovely. <laughs> lucky, lucky them. Uh, maybe, maybe it then striked me off before I, struck me off, sorry, before I'd even started. Um, and then, but I'd only just found out I was pregnant. Mm-hmm. So I had to tell them because yeah. otherwise I'd send you home because you were ill. Um, and then I think possibly another time I'd had to phone up and say, I can't come in, I'm too, I'm too ill. And the, the next time I was driving to work and I was, but I was sick on me mm-hmm. so that I had to go home. Yeah. Anyway, they phoned up and said, don't come back. And I was like, oh, but I, I, there's nothing I can do. Like, yeah. I'm really sorry. Like, fine. If that's what you, that's yeah. fine. But yeah, it, that was hard. Yeah. Yeah. I found out I was pregnant after my Hindu, actually. Oh, God. Um, and I was still being sick. And I, thought, and I didn't even cross my mind that I was pregnant. Mm-hmm. Um, and after 12 hours, my husband was like, we should probably go to the so doctor. so many people that say this, that are so like stupid looking hungover. Back. Yeah. And then they're like, why is my hangover not going? Yeah. And then they're pregnant. It's absolutely <laughs> ridiculous. It didn't even cross my mind <laughs> that I could be pregnant. And I was like, I'd had an absolutely great... We went to Dublin and had a great time. And then, yeah, I felt awful on the last day. And everyone was like, oh, we're giving you a good hen do. And then, yeah. And my best friend godmother to my first son who's just had her first baby actually said oh wouldn't it be funny if you're pregnant i better be godmom <laughs> like oh okay like, yeah but i won't be so, yeah so went to the doctors took me to they took me to hospital and said yeah you're pregnant and here's some tablets to stop you being sick they also said it might be twins if you're sick so much apparently that's a myth but Equally, I was like, oh my God. I was like, I live in a one bed flat in London. I can't. I was like, a baby's enough. I can't have twins. <laughs> it wasn't twins. Oh but um, yeah, so that's probably, yeah, that's, oh, obviously there's probably been other things, but yeah, physically that's, that's kind, of, kind of, that's happened three times. Yeah. That was a nice feeling when I knew that I never had to do that. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking you, you had it the first two times and you still had it. Oh, I know. Well, you know what? It was a big factor though. It was like, oh, can I do it? Yeah. But. I knew so much more. Yeah. I knew what I needed to do. I ended up, I, I took a week off work at the beginning when I, it was really bad. Mm-hmm. And I remember it because it was the week before half, February half term. So I took that week off because I was ill. I didn't yeah. just plan to take it off. <laughs> I took it off and then had half term off. And actually, bar the odd day, that was the only sort of long time that I had to yeah. take off. Um, because I got the, we got the medication right. Yeah. I knew when I was having a bad spell what I needed to do. And I don't... Whether my memory has faded, but it doesn't seem like it was quite as bad the last mm-hmm. time. Um, it's awful, though. Yeah. It is awful. And, yeah, you get a lovely, cute baby at the end of it. But why are you going through <laughs> While it? While you're in oh, it, yeah. it? Especially that first time. You didn't know how it felt to have yeah. a baby at the end of it. Yeah. Ooh, yeah, but, no, it was... Yeah, it was hard, but... I'm done with that now, so I can laugh about it now. Um, last question. What do you wish you could change about parenting in general, as in for everyone? Oh, um, I I wish we were just a more accepting society. I like that. Yeah. I mean, it's quite a big wish. Yeah. But I think it's, I think it's, I 
think if we just accepted mm-hmm. people as they were yeah. and as they came to us, mm-hmm. everyone would just be a bit happier. Yeah. And if there wasn't, I don't know, if there wasn't sort of societal standards that you're meant to live up to, but also because of those standards, people can't live up to them. Yeah. Because, well, one, they're too high, but it could be because of finances, because mm-hmm. the way the country is at the moment, or because but so many reasons that yeah. we don't know about that you just i just wish you could click your fingers and everybody yeah. would be able to live in a level playing field because mm-hmm. that would be really lovely all yeah. children would have the same opportunities yeah. parents would have the same opportunities i think once you get stuck in a cycle whether it's a positive cycle or a negative cycle you kind of it's very hard to get out of it yeah. and so However hard you try, and how and my goodness, I meet people who try so hard, mm-hmm. but it is so hard to get yeah. out. And because of finances, and because of housing, and mm-hmm. food, and yeah, jobs. But you can't have a job if you've not got childcare. But if you can't afford childcare, then how are you going to get a job? So, and that gets a bit political. But so I'm not yeah. going to go there. But <laughs> it's but it's all of that sort of stuff. If yeah. we could all live in a, if yeah. it could all be just. Yeah, level playing field for everybody. That would be, that would be my dream. And then there'd be no judgment. Yeah. If you've enjoyed this episode, please don't forget to follow, share with other parents you know, and if you could leave a review on whichever app you're listening on, that would be amazing. A new episode is released every Monday, and if you follow or subscribe, you will get a notification to tell you when a new episode is live. And this is often before I release it on social media. If you would like to be a guest on the podcast please get in touch via any of my social media channels, website or email. Thank you, Emily, for joining me on today's podcast. It's been great to have you. And thank you to everyone for listening.